Hello, and welcome to the OnTech Protective Intelligence Podcast. I'm Fred Burton, the Executive Director of the OnTech Center for Protective Intelligence. During my years as a counterterrorism agent with the U.S. State Department and time spent as a physical security expert in the private sector, I've seen it all and met many fascinating people along the way. This podcast series explores the riveting world of protective intelligence through conversations with leaders in the security field. I'm Fred Burton, and now on to the podcast. Robert Dodge, uh, the CEO of ProSecure. Robert, thanks so much for being with us here today. Fred, it's great to see you, my friend. It's good to be here and reunited with so many industry friends and colleagues here. And uh, thanks for having me at OnTIC today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, we, pre- we appreciate you taking the time to visit with us today. Tell us a little bit about ProSecure. Like, how big are you? Where are you? And what kind of work do you do? Yeah, no, thanks. Great question. Um, ProSecure technically is now the third largest global security firm in the world. Wow. We have, yeah, about 170,000 employees in about 30 countries. Um, you know, a presence in Asia, Europe, uh, heavy, heavy presence in throughout Latin America, almost every country there. And now a, a decent sized presence here in the United States and a lot of investment, a lot of growth plan for the United States um, in terms of our global kind of empire. We have a, a, a remote, uh, a, a, a strong uh, suite of services, everything from, you know, the man guarding security officers to we have technology divisions, various software, hardware solutions. Uh, we have a cyber security division, which is kind of unique. We're yeah, probably the only is. guarding company that right. has that as well called Cypher, and they operate globally. Cypher. Yep. And then we have our um, global risk division, which is in essence our risk consultancy part of the business. And I run that globally around the world for ProSecure. And where are you headquartered? I'm down in West Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, That's wow. headquartered home yeah. and uh, down in the Yankee South. Now, as you look at your global empire, and uh, yeah. I had no idea that ProSecure was that large. Where are your, where is your most challenging environments as you are looking around the world? Yeah, I, I think that um, you know if you look if you look at the, the Middle East and Africa, those are those are tough areas to to, to challenge to to put in you know organic structures in there. Um, so for me, I've had to rely on my, you know, 25 year, you know, a contractor network over in those areas because ProSecure doesn't have, we don't have a direct presence. But, you know, the good news is in the last couple of years, Fred, there haven't been a lot of requests for services there because, oh, interesting. you know, if the global economy shut down with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, business has been much more localized than it has been transnational or global. So that slice of the pie has gotten a lot smaller. So we really haven't had to be everywhere where we're not directly organically. But that'll start to change as the travel um, starts to pick up and the business investment goes. So we've had a little bit of a break, but those are places that I certainly want to plant flags and uh, will be, I'm sure, over the next few years uh, in terms of direct organic presence for us. Now, when you start looking at managing risk, which um, from an enterprise perspective, uh, this is something that's very much in your bailiwick, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, um, you know, as old saying, we don't sell anything. We just solve problems, right? And you, you've got a, an elaborate and enormous risk mitigation background yourself, Fred. So you know that from the State Department and others. And, you know, a lot of times we are, in essence, out of our group, uh, we're like RSOs, really, you know, right. in the corporate world. And uh, I, I found that the, the great RSOs that I've hired over the years, 
their skill set translates incredibly well to what we do because sure. it's protective services, it's investigative, but there's a huge international nexus. The challenges and problems for our clients start here in North America, but they usually end in places like Mexico, Brazil, China, Russia, India, the emerging markets, right, where the rule of law breaks down and, you know, you don't know who you're dealing with. And so they require these services, but you, the, the buyers are typically here in North America and Western Europe. So it's very much being a globalist is, is important. Um, and, you know, the, the trends we're seeing now, um, ironically, the U.S. has now become one of the more unstable places, right? If you look at the, um, the violence, we've had multiple increases from 20 to 21 to 22. Um, you know, I think we're averaging 10 mass shootings in the United States a week, you know, yeah. outside of targeted violence. We're having enough of those, but just random mass shootings. Uh, I think if you're in any of the major cities now, Fred, you know, you, you don't feel very comfortable and very safe. Um, and many of us that have right. been, we were walking around, we're seeing the tension rise. And I, I joke, there's been two pandemics. One we all know about, COVID-19. And the other one's one really of fear, violence, and uncertainty that swept certainly the United States and many of the other places we work in, um, you know, after effects perhaps of the pandemic and other factors. So um, active threat, active shooter, whatever you want to call it, is, is kind of in vogue, you know, training, policy development. We're seeing a lot of that. Um, certainly insider risk with around remote employees and moving parts between hybrid working environments. We're seeing more problems there. Uh, and then, you know, clients trying to figure out what the perfect global security operations center should look like, right? Right. And uh, I know your organization does a lot of work in there, but um, there's still not a lot of that there. And then the ultimately, uh, the ultimate dream is that whole theory of converged risk and, and how do we, um, that's Fred, to be honest with you, that's what I'm most excited about here with ProSecure is the fact that we have an internal cybersecurity division. So we are hand in glove with them, bringing risk-based solutions for travelers that, that cross the boundary from physical security into full cyber-related protection. So we're actively working on new product sets that address that, um, new offerings. And I've never been able to do that, right, in my past at you know, some of the other large global security firms I've worked with, because we never had that cyber piece internal. We had some partners here and there, but it's never the same when you actually have command and control over a division that has cybersecurity operations centers, cyber know-how, um, cyber solutions that we can compare. Because it really is, Fred, two, almost two different languages. But, For sure. But they, they should be the same because the threats are coming at us in a converged manner. You know, you raise such an interesting point, and, and I hear this all the time at our Center for Protective Intelligence, the you know, trying to figure out how to bridge that gap between cyber and physical. And it sounds like ProSecure has done that. We're, 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 I won't say we're, we're in the You're promised land there. yet. We're working towards it, and that's the key, right? We're, we're, we've written some white papers. We're, we're actively uh, operationalizing some client problems doing it. That's what, you know, it's still saying revolutions start small, Fred, right? Right. And, but, you know, let's, let's be a revolution. Everybody keeps talking about it. But from a guy that goes in and assesses the workplace for clients as a third party on the assessment front, we're seeing very little evidence that it's actually happening. Yeah. And it's a shame because it's creating risk, right? Yeah, that is. That's most interesting. Now, uh, Robert, we've, we've both been around this in industry for a long time. Um, as you look back and reflect upon the time you've been in this industry, what are some of the biggest changes that you have seen and, and where do you think this industry will be, let's say, five years from now? 
So I think there's been a dramatic change in the professionalism of the of the industry, right? After 9-11, I think there's been the, the, the types of people that we've had that the recognition of, of the needs of, of the corporations, of what they need within their corporate security division, um, raising the bar. I think we've, we, we've seen a lot of that. I think there's um, the whole idea of converge risk. There's been a recognition of that. We've seen a lot of changes there. And I'd say the number one most salient thing we've seen is that adoption of a risk-based approach to protecting assets versus the traditional guards, gates, and guns. That to me has been the biggest change in our environment. So right, we, we're addressing all hazards, not just the you know the spectrum of man-made, but natural holistic compliance. You know, if it's not Osama bin Laden, it's the regulator or the litigator. So we're trying to get there. We're not there yet. And then the last theme I would say that takes us out five years, um, and some of the associations I belong to, the DSACs, the OSACs, others, the ISMAs. We're seeing more and more um, cyber-related executives, CISOs, that are, 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 are gaining control over the physical security as well. So we're starting to see more and more of that. That doesn't mean they don't have a physical security expert over there. So I think if you're just a traditional, I hate to say it, guards, gate, and guns type of security manager, uh, or even the term security, I think, is going to ultimately go away, and it'll be risk. Because risk, to me, is a addresses a broad array of threats where security is that narrow physical security issues. And I think the world has changed dramatically with technologies and, and innovation that we have to evolve with it or else we will become, uh, we'll go on the ESL list. You know what the ESL list is, Fred? No. The endangered species list. <laughs> and we don't want that. <laughs> go so, by way of the yeah, dinosaur. Yeah, I think we got to embrace technology, get out of our comfort zone embrace converge risk because that's how the bad guys, the younger folks that are attacking us, they're, they're embracing it. Now, Robert, uh, you've had an amazing career and now the CEO of one of the world's largest uh, security companies. We have a lot of security professionals uh, that listen to this podcast. What advice would you give to those individuals that want to be in your seat one day to manage the kind of things that you have done in your career? No, great question, Fred. Um, the first thing, right, the, the corporate world is, is very tough. It can be cutthroat. So whenever I've been down in the dumps or I've had an adverse thing, um, my network has always saved me. So the first advice I give to all my colleagues, and, and you're walking around the same floor I do, there's a lot of good people that are looking for work that have been hurt through downsizings or whatever. Stay active in the industry, no matter what. Network, stay, go to the conferences because when that dark day comes and you're out of a job, you wanna be able to have a relationship. Relationships will save you, your network, the good people who know you will save you. So you can do a good job, but you get buried in that one corporation where nobody knows who you are, that's not good. So I'd say that's one. And then the second thing is what I talked about earlier. Broaden your horizons, get out of your comfort zone, Crossover from physical, learn as much as you can about cyber, consider some of the CISSP certification and vice versa. If you're on the, you know, the, if you're just an intelligence guy, you know, domestic, learn more about intelligence international. If you're a domestic guy, broaden your skill set to learn more about the world. So the more broader you are, 
the more attractive you are going to be to corporations and, and business. Uh, and the last thing I'd say to, to again, credit Ontic and all the good work you do, um, I've embraced intelligence-led risk management in a very, very heavy way since about 2007, Fred. I'm not an intelligence professional by trade, but I've built three intelligence units within companies um, because the value of it and how it supports business continuity and everything else, it's so relevant now and today. So if you are a traditional security practitioner, embrace intelligence-led risk management get great softwares and tool sets that are out there, leverage them for your own organization, intelligence analysts, become a true believer in intelligence and you will become the smartest guy in the room and you will be ahead of your clients and make your business leaders very, very happy because the, the, the technology's there, um, the global information is there, you just gotta learn how to package it up. So those would be the three areas I would say that I would highly tell people to jump in the deep end of the pool on if they haven't already. Well, thank you, Robert, for visiting with us here today at GSX. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Fred. It's good to see you, my friend. It's good to see you, as always. This episode was brought to you by the Ontic Center for Protective Intelligence. Learn more at ontic.co slash center. Again, that's ontic.co Center. It was produced by A.J. McKeon. Our music is a track called Monte Verde Ride and was written by Brian Bristow and performed by Smokin' Novas. Check them out on Spotify. Please remember to rate and review our podcast on iTunes and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have questions, we'd love to hear them. You can reach us at podcast at ontic.ai or visit ontic.co slash center for more information. I'm Fred Burton. Thanks for listening.